This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on a fresh edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is sitting right next to me. He is my co-host. He also produces the product. Hey, Jake. Hey, it's been a long weekend. I missed you. It's almost like I seen you yesterday. I know. I feel like I just saw you last night at a fantasy draft. Um, And this morning, about uh, eight minutes ago, after we ended our show, which we do at Mile High Sports Radio, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. You can find it anywhere um, that, uh, you know, Mile High Sports has to offer on MileHighSports.com and the Mile High Sports app. It's on the Radio On Demand tab. Go listen to podcasted versions of our uh, previous works. Um, what else, Jake? Uh, and we have so much stuff to get into. It is week number one. It's here. Yes. This is like we're, th- you know, week one or, you know, on Thursday night when... Um, Cowboys. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers play. That's kind of not the start of the week. This week, the preparation. Um, I mean, the build up, the hype. It's like kind of really here. I'm really excited about it. It's kind of the most excited I've been for a Broncos season in probably three years, three or four years, which is a long time. It wears on you a little bit. You know, I'm like a different man now, Jake. Um, and I just hope that the Broncos go out there and take care of business against these Giants. Um, A good road win uh, would be like a plus one because they have an extra home game with the new 17th game. So you get one of those uh, road games out of the way. You make it a win. All of a sudden, like your numbers, your probability chart kind of starts to change. And that's a week in, week out type of thing. So... Today's podcast, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. We'll talk about the quarterbacks lying last year, and that's why Kendall Henton had to play quarterback for the Broncos. Talk about that. We'll talk about the team captains, uh, right? Yep. Newly announced. I am captain. captain now. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, what was one other thing we wanted to talk about? Uh, there's one other, th- a couple more little things, tidbits, if we have enough time that we will get in. If you're new to the Broncos Blitz, pod, Broncos Blitz podcast, we do it every single day, every single weekday. Um, it's less than 30 minutes, but more than 20 minutes. And it's just enough of your Broncos information, your fresh and sexy Broncos information. We try to keep it fresh and sexy, like we say every single day, uh, for the ladies and then for the guy listeners, which it sounds kind of weird, so that's what we say, for the ladies, you know? But um, <laughs> you can find us anywhere. Oh, yeah, tell us where. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, Podbean, literally anywhere you could find the Broncos Blitz podcast or anywhere you listen to a podcast, yeah. we'll be there. Okay. Let's talk first about the team captains. I got the list pulled up. Give me the list right of the Broncos cap- team captains. Here, so, okay. uh, head coach Vic Fangio announced that um, instead of going week to week, you know, as they have been last season and for how long, ever, however long Vic Fangio has been yeah. with this team, you know, he's been doing. Different captains week to week. Yes. Uh, this time, it's going to be all season long with these same captains. I wonder why the change. I don't know. I don't know. But we got Vaughn Miller. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. As voted by the players. Right, right. So for anyone who thought like, oh, the players wanted Drew type of stuff, absolutely not. No. Teddy has all the respect in the world from his teammates. He is a guy who people... Um, you know, kind of cling to, want to be around. He's got that kind of charisma and personality. He's a guy's guy. Um, I'm, I'm happy for Teddy. Keep oh, yeah. Going. I mean, he's a player's quarterback. No it seems everywhere it. he goes, he definitely uh, gets the love and respect of all the guys around him. So uh, after 
Teddy Bridgewater. It's the safety duo with Justin Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Justin Simmons being a, a huge part of this community, uh, it, it's a it's a no brainer to make him as a captain. Uh, I like the veteran and Kareem Jackson having it, and then you're theoretically maybe your new best defensive player if Vaughn isn't anymore, and Justin Simmons being your team captain. Right. Too. And next up, we got Cortland Sutton coming back from injury. Wow, I think cool. that's going to be a, a, a good, good one. A boat of confidence for stand up guy. Yeah. I mean, Cortland Sutton is a stud on and off the field. Uh, and lastly, uh, you got to give it to the kicker, Brandon McManus. Yeah, he's kind of a leader on this team. He is not kind of. He is a leader on this team. You know, he's the uh, union, you know, um, uh, guy who handles the Broncos, you know, end of stuff. So, you know, he does a, little, a lot of little extra things for the team that you got to have a smart guy, kind of leader guy do um, for the team. So, okay. Um, I think those are all good. Anyone captains. get left off? Anyone shortchanged there? You know, mm. are we, anyone come to mind where you think, oh, I, I can't believe he's not a captain type of stuff? I don't see any of that. No. I don't feel any of that. You know, Garrett Bowles is probably not, not quite there yet. Um, I w- this team is so young and talented. What the only guy I would think, but I don't think he's that captain material. Just mm-hmm. because he's a, ta- a very talented guy, would be Melvin Gordon, but he's not captain material in my eyes. Uh, he's not a, a, as much as a, a okay. leader, yeah, as some of these other guys. Okay, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, what else? You know, there's a couple other guys who I thought if they could have been tabbed, it would have been cool, like Noah Fant. You know, um, he doesn't get all the touches, all the production, and he's kind of an unsung hero. And I think everyone knows he's capable of a lot more. It's just kind of who and what he is within this offense and with these quarterbacks that kind of he's had to play for. But, you know, um, yeah, they're glaring omissions. Oh, you know, I thought it would have been really cool if, like, Sertan, <laughs> you know, the hey. rookie corner, you know, would have been named a team captain. You know, that's just me. I don't really know him yet. We don't know him kind of like that yet. Um but that's you know that's it. Other than that, I don't. I think that they got it right on spot. Yeah, it would have been a big splash if you did something like that. Uh, you know, get the attention of everybody in the league. Like, oh, this kid Sertan is already this, captain on this. the team. To give you another, uh, some more perspective, if say Drew Locke is the starting quarterback, I still think Teddy is named a team captain. Oh, oh you like that, man? That would uh, that Damn. would ruffle some feathers, Daniel. man. So, you know, that's just the kind of what the admiration the guys have for him. But also, in the same sense, that's why Drew is never an option to start against Teddy. Like, we made it out to believe. Vic Fangio wanted to, you know, set the narrative of this is an open competition. And again, you know, Teddy... Reps are important. Every touch is kind of important. But, you know, Teddy was a good enough quarterback where I think Drew kind of... They they mixed Drew in and gave him all those opportunities to grow and be good and really you know see what how 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 much improvement he had. But Teddy was always the man for me. Yeah, Teddy was always the man for me. And the only argument that would be made is that they did, you know, split a lot of touches and time in in camp. But also Rippin barely got any touches, so it's not like they went you know three guys deep or you know. So it was just two guys getting lots of reps and um, you know Teddy is clearly the better man for the job, and it's kind of cool that he's the team captain. I love it. I, I love the decision to make Teddy as your t- one of your team captains. It, it definitely uh, makes his job uh, as a leader, you know, a little bit better. He does have that C on his chest, so it'll make him feel a little bit better as well. Especially just not. It's not only the coach's decision, but it's also the player's decision. I uh, you know, to get the players' vote and get their thoughts, 
and, and how they feel, and that's just even better for Teddy. But when Vic Fangio was asked, going back to uh, why he changed from week to week to season-long captains, he just says, "I just thought it would be. I, I just thought this would be something good to do for a multitude of reasons. So we'll give it a shot." Fangio. Well, when everything <laughs> is working, failing before, I wouldn't stick to my guns. Right. When my systems and my culture building stuff and all my theoretical things that I'm trying to do that I think builds a football winning football team and you lose, then I'm really willing to try different things and tinker and, you know, I mean, absolutely try things different, different mood, different uh, mindset, different feeling, different, you know, all of it. Yeah. You just got to question, you know, what you were doing last year and what went wrong. And it makes you really, you know, reevaluate and change your philosophies a little bit. Because Fangio, he's been stuck in his ways for a long time. You know, he's he an has- old coach. Old co- coaches, old school coaches come from, you know, a real, real confident way of thinking that they have the right answers and um, this is the way I would do it and this is the way I- I've seen it done and this is the way, only way I believe that it could be done to have success, you know, type of stuff. So that's scary a little bit. A little bit. That's really scary. So, you know, Vic Fangio... I'll tell you, man, um, I'm hoping he's as good this year as as bad as he's been the last couple of years and that he just, you know, got tough whistles and, um, you know, the times he did call timeout and didn't call timeout where this year go, you know, according to plan and he'll just be better with the game management kind of, you know, kind of stuff. And that goes as, down to freezing a kicker. And right. he ma- makes that one, and you froze him, called that timeout. He goes back and misses the next one for a game winner. You know, it comes down to that kind of stuff, too. It's like um, our putting parlays together, Jake. Right. You know, I'd, I'd bet on fl- flipping coins if it was a thing on, you know, up in Blackhawk. You know, so. 50-50 chance, baby. Yeah, that's better than do most. It. You know, tails never fails. Let's roll here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's called this the halftime point of the podcast, okay? This is the Broncos Blitz podcast on Mile High Sports, uh, the Mile High Sports home, I guess you'd call it, Mile High Sports Radio, Mile High Sports. Ma- uh, the magazine is a thing of beauty. MileHighSports.com is an absolute titan. But I want to mention our partner here, DraftKings, okay? First NFL Sunday of the season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season, okay? Bet $1 on any NFL game this weekend. Receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. The key words there, instantly, and then no matter what. No strings, no tricks. It's happening, okay? DraftKings Sportsbook is giving away all new customers $200 of free bets Instantly, when they bet at least $1 on any NFL game this weekend, DraftKings, safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Very easy. You would not believe how easy it is to um, log on, make your bet, do your thing, hit that parlay, cash your money, get your money in your account. I think people are you know, like shaken and taken aback from old school offshore illegal gambling, you know, wiring service type of stuff. I mean, this is it's this is the future of sports gambling. It's here. And 
Um, DraftKings is making it happen for us. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. That's promo code MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code MHS to get your free $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. A official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 okay we'll take the podcast in a couple different directions here but there was some information that was put out over the weekend here about last year's kendall hinton game Mm. where the broncos had with four quarterbacks in their roster um had no starting quarterback because all were in violation of um protocol covid protocol and everyone wondered, well, again, the league bent over backwards for the Ravens and the Titans at the beginning of the season. How many teams got relief? The Broncos were the only team that were really seemingly penalized or didn't get any, I don't know, benefit of the doubt, any um, help from the league to reschedule the game. No leeway whatsoever. At all. So it turns out that wasn't quite the whole story, okay? Because after... John Elway's repeated pleas to Roger Goodell, okay, um, to reschedule the game from Sunday to Tuesday so they would have a quarterback to play in the game. The league turned them down um, after they found out that the Broncos quarterbacks were lied, were trying to fool the system. And then, again, it's like the cover-up being worse than the crime. Right. Okay. So John Elway uh, made several frustrated pleas to Goodell to postpone the game until Tuesday when the quarterbacks would be available. The league denied those requests because surveillance video from the Broncos facility showed the quarterbacks had tried to fool the system. They had removed their contract tracing devices, okay, and put them in the four corners of the meeting room, then sat together, watched film, maskless, okay, and that close contact automatically made them ineligible to play. Okay? They lied about it. They lied. And then a whistleblower somewhere, somehow, I don't know who, what, where, where, you know, who this person was. Uh, the whistleblower told team officials to check the video after the quarterbacks lied and were initially cleared. So they made the Broncos look like a bunch of assholes as well. The front office and the team as well Mm -hmm. did these quarterbacks to the league. And the league made them pay. That's it. That's what it is. So um, we were wondering, geez, the Broncos, oh, because they suck. Oh, they're irrelevant. And that's why the they had no favors done for them. It's because Pat Bowen's gone. They don't have anybody to stand up for him. We talk a lot about the quarterbacks, about Teddy versus Drew Locke, what's the differences, all that kind of stuff. I'll say this. Blake Bortles, a veteran, should have known better. Mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll should have known better. Um, and Drew Locke, who at the time is the starting quarterback, your leader, your number one, I think was, you know, being a cool guy. Let's hang with my guys. I ain't worried. You guys worried about it? No, I'm not worried about this. It's a hoax. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know it is all that kind of extreme, but I know that Drew Locke didn't take his job or the protocol or the circumstances and situation serious enough. Right. Didn't take him serious enough, and therefore uh, the Broncos are left with egg on their face a little bit. This goes to, you know, the maturity stuff. 
that we always thought that Drew Luck Lock didn't have. At the beginning, you're like, oh, man, that moxie. I love his moxie. You <laughs> that know? Hair? That hair? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, man, he's like, he's willing to stand up to anybody. He's fearless, you know? And all that, like, whoa, dude, shaw, I'm the dude, man, type of stuff. Eventually, like, you just look like kind of a bozo, you know? Yeah, it wears this, off quick. Well, this ain't Huntington Beach. This is the National Football League, dummy. Right? So it's like, <laughs> I just think that that was a big blunder. And we're talking about the, the story of Drew Locke a little bit. That hurt him. Big picture type of stuff. They needed him for the rest of the season. If he goes on to be a great player, they overlook it. Right. But yeah. when you lose your starting job and you kind of don't get better and, you know, they don't take you serious and you're no longer really taken serious as a, you know, respectable, you know, bona fide professional NFL quarterback, then what do you have left? So I think that's why they brought in the ultimate professional in Teddy Bridgewater. And when they did, it was never close. Yeah. It was only close because of Drew's gigantic head start of being here. Yeah. I mean, you know? being the incumbent goes a long way. Just having that rapport with the guys already, you know, learning the playbook for a while. But, you know, going back to the incident last year, that's just negligence. You can't you can't try to cheat the system. And, you know, you know what the protocols already are. You already know they that took you their should things off and put them. In you the should be wearing masks. Room. You should be wearing masks, and you can't have close contact. Those were wow. the three things you needed to know. And they knew that they couldn't do it, and yet they still did it. So the league was like, all right, you guys need to learn your lesson, and you guys are not going to get any breaks. And the Broncos paid for it. It was one of the worst games in NFL history. Uh, it was. I mean, that was one for the ages. We'll never forget that Kendall Hinton game. Um, geez, you know what? It was just that's one of those though. When you talk about the highs of like the, you know, the, this one's for for Pat, you know, or actually this one's for Pat. That's how John said it. Pat said this one's for John, and then he's Pat said this one's for you. Remember that. And that was the second Super Bowl win. And then John goes, this one's for Pat. And we're like, whoa. That's a good impression. That was impression. a great one, right? This one's for Pat. This one's for Pat. Um, so I don't know who this next this one will be for, but at the, those are the highs. That's the ultimate. That's the tippy top. The lows is the Kendall Hinton game. The lows is um, Paxton Lynch starting two or three games in a professional career and never being seen from again in professional football. You know, that's how lows the and the, how bad the misses were. You know, Flacco, you know, nothing left to give to the world uh, type of stuff. Case Keenum, all the money, you know, all the hype, uh, and, you know, falling flat in your face. These, but that Kendall Hinton moment, I'm hoping, is like the rock bottom. You know, yeah, I, you can't go much lower than that. No quarterbacks available on the roster. It's been a five-year drought. Quarterback lying about protocols and you know, egg on the face. Everyone looks mm. like a bunch of idiots in the end, and that's it. So I'm hoping the comeback is now. You know, it can't get any worse to me. So the come up, Teddy, the whole thing. I, I'm in, um, and that's it. I'm not buying a thousand shares, but I'll buy 250 shares. You know. Yeah, because I think there's running room. There's some value there um, on the Broncos right now. I still think they're being undervalued, 
and that's it. But also, you know, a new season brings fresh, you know, it's like uh, we talk about all the time, like spring training, man, uh, for a, a baseball team. It's like you just you believe there's that, you know, just this could be our year. Every so year. It's a little different in, you know, with the NFL, I think. I think you can more see things coming. It's more predictable. But uh, I'm down for this. I'm ready for this. Um, I think you are, too. Are you ready for the season? Oh, I'm ready. You know, the fantasy football, We all I got my teams locked in. You know, the season is starting this week. And I'm, I'm ready to see some Broncos football. I'm ready to see NFL football. And I think the Broncos, you know, they got an early early season schedule that is very beneficial for them and we'll see if they can take advantage of it obviously we'll continue to break down the game itself you know further on this week but as of right now i'm i have an optimistic look for this upcoming i do too this is the 20 minute mark i want to do a little extra we'll call a little overtime here one thing uh, from yahoo sports that a guy uh tony king put together um fantasy football three most interesting players to watch in week one Okay, in the whole league. And he has as number one, Javante Williams, a guy who we've, you know, love. Um, he says here, rookie fever is live and well. The Broncos traded up in the second round of the 2021 draft to select Javante with a 35th overall pick. The belief around the league is that Williams will eventually take over the starting job from Melvin Gordon. Okay, we don't know this. Uh, Williams showed great patience, burst, and decisiveness with his opportunities in the preseason. Two games, 12 totes for 50 yards and one reception. Um, he was considered a healthy scratch in the last preseason game. The decision... Um, to uh, sit, Williams was a positive sign. They want to save him for regular season week one, and he'll get a tough matchup against the Giants' rushing D that was ranked 10th last year. His performance in week one could determine if the RB1 takeover happens sooner than later. Oh, like that. Uh, nothing new to us, but I like that Javante's getting some love from Yahoo Sports and like a national piece here. The other guys are Odell Beckham Jr. and Tua. Interesting. So, yeah, so for Javante to be on the list with those two guys just says that people around the league also have their eye on him, and I believe it, man. Um, Ten years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, you know, 15 years ago, he's a, a, a lottery pick. He's a top 13 pick. Yeah. And it's just um, not the same league though now. But it isn't. Also though, like this is a I don't say a perfect storm, but they pay Melvin Gordon a lot of money. And I don't know if he that DUI charge would have stuck and they could have voided that contract if they would have made their way out of it or brought him back at the seven or eight million bucks, whatever it is, anyways. I'd say they probably would have got out from under it and still winning on Javante. And then, you know, have Mike Boone and maybe another guy or veteran guy here as well. Or a cut Melvin Gordon and renegotiated the deal down to four or five million bucks, something like that. But they're here. He's here. He was productive last year. They pay him a lot of money, a whole lot of money. So they want to get the most out of that until mm-hmm. they realized we're wasting our money now. Or, you know, the value is, you know, sunken to below where now it's, you know, our compensation on Melvin Gordon's bad money is all things we can get from Javante Williams now type of stuff, if that makes sense. So Right. And now, why waste the the opportunity for Javante? You know, he the sooner he gets in I'm the with better. you on that. I'm, I'm with you on that, but let's get whatever we can out of Melvin Gordon until we realize uh, Javante's just that much better, and that'll be a good thing. Good problems to have is to um, RB ones in a league where there's not every team has an RB one. Right. Their RB one is really another team's RB two. So the Broncos got two capable guys. Uh, that's it. 
we talked about Javante last week a couple few times. Wanted to mention him. Yeah, Javante will be an interesting fantasy play just because this season. Yeah, yeah, all season long. Uh, I think it's going to you know vary. You know, you're gonna. I think he'll be a great flex for you all season long. But as an RB one, I'm not so sure. RB two, maybe. Um, although, you know, he might you know take the starting job sooner than we think. If, if he is able to do that, then I think he's a solid starter. Okay. Let's see here. Um, let's call this the pod, okay, for the day. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Um, I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake Myers at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Subscribe to this podcast. Comment, review the podcast. All those things are very important for podcasts. Um, listen to the radio show we do every single day as well. Both the podcast and the radio show can be found at MileHighSports.com, the Mile High Sports app. Um, thanks for being with us. I mean, we're fired up. We're geared up. It's a Taco Tuesday. Today was Labor Day yesterday, so everyone had the day off. So we'll have three more podcasts after this one, Jake, to do our full-on season prediction show, um, which will include you know MVPs, Defense Player of the Year, Division winners, Super Bowl winners, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll do a player prop show. And maybe we mush the two into one show. I'm not sure how we'll work that out. Uh, we have to give the full-on um, ins and outs, X's and O's, full-on um, breakdown breakdown of the Giants itself. Now, I mean, I'm talking about when we're talking preps, uh, props, uh, season-long props totals for our guys. And then um, also all the props inside of uh, what will be um, week one in, in New York. So good job, Jake. Oh, thank you. Good job, listeners. Uh, I think I was super awesome, too. We appreciate you guys out there, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Mm-hmm.